This is Ananoob episode 12. Sailor Moon episodes 16 through 20. No, wait. 17. 17 through 20, right. We did 16 last week. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. This, you, know, you can't forgive a guy for forgetting a week later. Hey, well, and this guy is Derek the usual host, and I'm joined by James, the only other one of the hosts that wants to watch Sailor Moon. Yay, for Sailor Moon! Yay! What have I done? I don't know, what did you do? You've become a monster. <laughs> oh, yes, you have done that. Okay. But yeah, so, this, yeah, so this week we have, let me just pull up the titles again. Um, let's see, for episode 17, Usagi Zamaru, The Flash of the Monster Camera. Uh, episode 18, Shingo's Love, The Grieving Doll. Episode 19, Usagi's Joy, A Love Letter from Tuxedo Mask. And episode 20, The Summer of the Beach, Youth and Ghosts, and oh, hey, guess which one was not brought over here, as I mentioned last week, I believe. <laughs> yes. So... Um, the beach episode wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad? Yeah, yeah trust me, there are... A lot of times, beach episodes... I actually was kind of worried. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fine. Yeah, a lot of times, beach episodes actually turn out to be perfectly fun, but that's only on in the shows that are actually already good to begin with. There just must be a lot of beach in Japan or something. <laughs> well, they are an island. I know, I was being <laughs> facetious. Yes, because that can totally come across properly in a podcast. <laughs> I was being facetious, people. I know where Japan is. Indeed. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we've got... Yeah, a lot of times with a lot of with shows, usually the ones that take the excuse for it to be nothing but fan service tend to be the ones that are already taking all the other excuses for fan service in the first place. So, you know, it's yeah, you often you can expect the ones that aren't excessive in fan service to be, you know, not awful about it. So a good example would be Full Metal Panic for Mofu where since it's a comedy, the entire focus is on comedy in the beach episode. Um, with this one, it's the fact that it kind of follows the regular the regular Sailor Moon formula kind of works in its advantage by not making it completely, you know, uh, just an excuse to have the characters in uh, bathing suits. I feel so. like these four episodes were the least formulaic mm -hmm. that we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, let's talk true. about them. Yeah, let's... Yeah, to start things off, let's just talk about, so just in general, what were your impressions this time around for these four? It's still Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. You're either going to like it or you're not. But I think we're finally getting to a place that is a lot more interesting than we have been before. I liked the character development on most everybody. I think there were a lot of moments that were really good in these episodes that really helped us understand the characters better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is... That is, I think that is one of the strengths of the formula, um, of the formulaic shows, is that they get you used to a formula so that when they do break the formula... It's like a breath of fresh air. Exactly, and that makes that episode a lot better. It's a lot harder, It is, and it also makes it easier to pinpoint which is your favorite episode, mm -hmm. or your favorite set of episodes, because often it tends to be the ones that break the formula, as opposed to shows where that aren't episodic, or even if they are episodic, try something different every time, mm -hmm. it tends to be a little bit harder to pick out which ones are the are favorites. But then again, a lot of times that tends to be because there's a much larger choice of good episodes with original ideas. Mm -hmm. And so, because it's just, 
happens to be that, you know, it's harder to make the individual ones stand out. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think I like, I definitely like with these how we tend to get a little more, I don't know, it seemed to me like we got a little bit more focus on the um, whole, you know, um, the villains and mm-hmm. sort of their conflicts with, um, let's see what, oh jeez, I forget, Zoocyte and... Zephrite, I think. Nephrite? I think it's or Nephrite. Uh, Nephrite. Nephrite, yeah, yeah. Nephrite being the one, the main one right now, and then Zoocyte being the one that comes in and is all, uh, is like, oh, you need help, don't you? Kind of deal. So I did like, I did like that. It getting a little more of a sense of, oh, hey, what's the deal with these characters? And so, well, the Dark Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's let's see. Do you want to talk about the individual episodes, or did yeah. you have any general, other general points? No, I'm. That was my generals. I have some specific things that I'd love to talk about. Okay, in that case, let's start off with episode 17, the episode with the photographer. I loved the final battle in this mm-hmm. because the photographer got everybody and there was finally a sense of peril. Mm. She yeah. had Luna on a picture, she had Amy on a picture, she had Ray on a picture. I think, mm-hmm. didn't she even have Tuxedo Mask on a picture? Uh, I think so. I think I think all yeah. everybody that could help Usagi mm-hmm. was trapped. Yep, that's... And I was like, <laughs> finally, she has to do something without tuxedo mask, you know, encouraging her mm. or Ray, you know, prodding her into doing something. She finally did something on her own. Yeah, and it I, was great. And I think that's another example of the formula being broken. In that, well. What we have here is a character who, you know, she doesn't do much. Um, the formula is that she needs help a lot. So, well, the formula is they, everyone else has to prod her into action, mm-hmm. and then she does moon tiara action. Exactly, yeah, and that thereby, when you take, when you change that, you put the viewer in a position where they're asking, "Oh, what's actually going to happen?" Well, and and she figured out how to stop the monster herself. Mm-hmm. Well, she kind of had to. <laughs> I know, but it was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. It was like, Usagi, mm-hmm. brava. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you're not over the weird. brava? No. Oh, I like the brava. It's been an entire week, and I'm not over it yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that's the thing that you will find with this show, is that it will become a lot more that you do have to slog through a lot of the um, formulaic episodes. Mm-hmm. But every plot... Uh, every episode that advances the plot or that decides to try something different just, is yeah. a lot more fun to watch. And it is definitely, that's what the um, appeal of watching, say, for example, Sailor Moon Crystal is going to be, is that it's still the same basic story, but you don't have to slog through all mm-hmm. the same ep- the same stuff that you have to do with this um, first, and anim- with this version of the, of the story. Yeah. And so, and it's, on the one hand, there is something to be said for the formulaic episodes in that they give you more to enjoy in general. I mean, if you, I mean, I do like shows where they have they have a main plot line, mm-hmm. but then they also have you know stories in between episodes that don't have anything to do with the main plot line, and then the main plot line comes back. You know, Can I say one thing about that I was thinking about? Oh. Because after I, um, just looking at some of the summer shows that just got renewed, well, just got renewed as we're recording this, but, right. you know, a few months ago, for, if you're listening. Not that long. <laughs> well, a month ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I hate when people complain, oh, I just, I love the short seasons because then you don't get any filler. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. If you like the characters and you like the show, mm-hmm. what's the problem with filler? Well, I mean, hmm. even, um... 
even some of the anime stuff that we've watched, mm-hmm. and there might be something you can say, oh, I guess that's more of a filler episode. If I'm enjoying the characters, mm. if I'm enjoying the story, I don't see the problem with filler. Mm-hmm. Filler sells. Yeah, I think... Did you see the Star Wars prequels? That was three episodes of filler <laughs> that you didn't need. Mm. I think I think the thing is, is that the first time around, filler doesn't matter, or when you don't know that it's filler... Because, like, there was, when I started off watching uh, One Piece, for example, mm-hmm. there was a certain plot line that I was like, oh, I'm watching this. It's like, oh, this isn't so bad. But then later on, I find out it's filler, and so I'm like, ugh. Uh, you I, know, so... I don't know. It just doesn't bother me as much. Like, it, if you, no matter what you think the, the story should be, if it's 26 episodes or 10 episodes, mm. I don't think the number of episodes is going to change whether or not it has quote-unquote filler stuff yeah if you have 10 episodes you're gonna fill it with stuff mm. if you have 22 episodes you're gonna fill it with stuff well it, i don't know i'm kind of on an anti-filler uh, crusade right now well, I guess. it really i mean it really comes down to whether it's well written because for example the anime fairy tale um it avoid for I haven't seen it so no spoilers yeah no but i mean just in general for the most part it it was avoiding filler mm-hmm. very well at best, it would do because I mean it was one of those ongoing story mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. where you you know where you'd have like small in between moments um, right. in between each arc, but each story, um, but in between those arcs, they would take the advantage and throw in like a couple filler episodes, like two or three episodes about characters just doing random things. They'd manage to they'd insert some filler, technically filler because it's not from the original. Where they'd flesh out certain aspects of certain characters, mm-hmm. and yeah, see that's the thing, which, you're getting to spend more time with your characters. Yeah, you like. it's yeah, it becomes a problem when it's characters you don't like that are being expanded upon. But yeah. what what I kind of like about Fairy Tale is as well is that when they even when they do a full filler arc, like several five, filler six, arc. seven episodes um, that are you know a sidetrack from the main story, it still manages to do it in a way that. Frankly, was actually in my the first long long one they did. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, was actually well written and different than the typical filler. Because I mean, eventually you get to a point where a lot of the non-canon filler episodes. Non-canon. Well, they are if your canon is the is the manga. Um, a lot of times you end up with these stories that are not as good. Um, the yeah. Naruto is uh, very infamous oh dear. for this with um, where... Poor Naruto. Yeah, with the... In the manga, there was the... You know, you had the first half, and then he took a short break, and they did a... And then picked the manga up again, and it was like two years later. Short break? No, I mean, in the story, it was two years later. Oh, I was like... No, uh... he was off for like... I don't know, I wasn't reading when it was off, but he was he was off for like... A couple weeks, like a month or something. Okay. And he kind of, and he also did a kind of an in-between story about one of the other character, one of the main other main characters. But then they come back, and it's two years later, and it's sort okay. of you get to do this whole, oh look how everyone's changed in these two years kind of thing. Hmm. But the anime decided to just straight up do two years worth of filler episodes, in between the where the manga ended and where the. Well, but then, uh, how, but why is that called filler? Because it's actually expanding. It's, I think we well, should change it to expansion instead of filler. No, it's filler because it sucks balls. Well, that's just your opinion. I bet no, there is someone out there that no, likes it. There is not a single fan of Naruto that likes the filler 
from that period. I can bet my life on this. Well, that is because not it, a good choice to bet your life on something. No, I will because people... no, I will. I'm that confident because those episodes are wretched. They are terribly written. Terribly. Well, we are animated. getting off of our topic well, of Save the Moon here. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, the point is that. Filler is only good if it is well-written. In the case of some of these episodes that were a little more filler compared to the original manga, they were better, they were still enjoyable. And that's kind of, the it, if done well, it can give you the advantage of here's more stuff with the characters as opposed to, you know, hey, here's more stuff with the characters. The characters are adding, acting out of character. The story isn't that interesting. Mm. Oh, hey, and by the way, everything that happens is will have absolutely no impact because it has nothing, because it wasn't in the original show. You know, mm. like, you. that's one of the reasons why fillers can be a problem is because you have the characters and they're not in danger. You can You can have this villain that's like the most dangerous villain ever and threaten that the characters will die or something it's nobody's going to believe you because they know they're not going to die because they know that this uh-huh. is just a sidetrack from the original story and the original story from the point where the filler started afterwards had the characters there and they were not impacted by that at all so that's so it is harder to enjoy because there's less of a I mean, it's it basically comes down to oh, this is meaningless fluff. It doesn't have it isn't the characters aren't going to be influenced. So it really does come down to if you can just watch it and enjoy it for you know just enjoy seeing your characters do more stuff as and just not worry that nothing that happens in this filler story is going to be meaningful in any way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like you're not you you never have a a major character die in a filler arc. It just doesn't happen because you know maybe the original author needs to use it needs to use that character a little later on mm-hmm. you know so that's why it's kind of like eh. the closest you get is to people you know to any kind of emotional impact is when you got people that say for example may die in a filler but those were characters introduced in the filler so again it's kind of hard to care because you're like technically you don't exist in the original so it it's something that happens the more you watch anime, the more you start start thinking, you the know what? Fanboy is showing. Yes, it is. Canon feller. Ah. No, it's... I well, think anyway, it... on this episode, I don't yeah. know if this count as filler or not, but I did enjoy that she finally got put in peril. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't super worried, but it mm. was nice mm. that she finally had to fight the bad guys on her own and showed enough smarts mm-hmm. that she could do it. It was it was a character moment, so I wouldn't really consider it filler, and so it was a good character development. Now the question is, will that character development carry on to the next episode? Hmm, I don't know. I remember if she did or not. Let's see. Well, I just I so the next one's what Shingo's friend. Yeah, Shingo's love, the grieving doll. Where yes, Shingo's love. I mean, how old are they? Ten? Fifteen? Four, no, fourteen. Shingo. No, the kid. No, all the all the main characters. No, are I meant old Shingo. He's the little brother. Oh right, sorry. Like, oh wait, no, I was getting confused that was the most with ridiculous Umino. Shingo's love. I was like, yeah. are you serious? No, sorry, I was getting confused between Shingo and Umino, the nerd kid. Oh, oh no, no, so this is the one where his brother, her, her brother, her, yeah. her brother Shingo, has a friend <laughs> that he insulted, and his friend is apparently so amazing at making French dolls. <laughs> That Nephrite is going to steal her energy. 
It sounds so stupid when I try to explain yes. what happened. Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I liked the fact that Shingo is obsessed with Sailor Moon. Hmm. Like, that. that's fun to me. A little bit of a Flash Thompson thing going on there. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, they're... Like they're a jerk to the per- to the secret identity, but they admire the hero. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of. And that's fun. always that is always kind of fun, you know, because I don't know. And I like that she made him a Sailor Moon, like no. action figure doll thing. Oh yeah. End. And he's like fanboying over it, and then she's like, "What? You like Sailor Moon more than me?" Ah. Yeah. She's like, oh, that is such a terrible, that yet is, hilarious reaction. That is, yeah. And it, what's kind of funny is it also kind of reminds me a little bit of the. Uh, I was like, oh, Lois is in love with Superman, but I am Clark Kent, and I want her to be in love with me, kind yeah. of thing. Except it's more, I want my brother not to hate me, and he he likes my secret identity, but not me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it is, yeah, that is kind of fun. I mean, in the episode, it... Well, I think it finally gave Usagi some good family interaction yeah. for the first time in the series. Yeah, you know, I could I could totally see an older sister being furious at a little brother for hurting a little girl's feelings, mm-hmm. and then you know trying to help him solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is the first positive interaction she's had with a family member mm. since the very beginning. Mm. It was nice. Well, to be fair, most of the negative interactions are kind of her fault. Oh, I'm not saying they're <laughs> not. I'm just saying for once, yeah, it was a very positive family interaction. Indeed, yeah, it it very much, and I do have I do have to admit it is kind of silly the whole, oh hey look this ten year old is in love it's like no no it no no he or she isn't trust me on this one I used to be ten I probably had a crush on someone but hey guess what I but don't you, remember yeah then again we did move around a lot so I don't remember most of the people that I considered friends at the time. So, sad day. Another sad confession on the Annie noob. <laughs> yes, you're the noob, I'm the master. Well, you're making the confession on the show. On the Annie noob podcast. Mm. Yes. Nah, but, yeah, still, I do have to say the whole the the whole 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds in love is kind of weird. Well, the creepy dolls were creepy. Oh, yeah. I but, thought they did good on the, the creepy dolls, too. There's something about Japanese horror and dolls that I don't get it, but... Freaking, freaking creepy. Well, my brother was freaking out over dolls the other day. Huh? He's talking to his wife, and he's like, "Why does this doll open and close its eyes?" Uh, I was like, "He's like the better to see you with." Exactly. He's like, ah! he's I like, don't like this doll's eyes opening, closing. Run away! Wait. Oh well. Why does this one go to the bathroom? The better to piss you off with. <laughs> Clever. Clever go girl. for that low, fr- low hanging fruit. <laughs> they they made them. <laughs> the doll so makers. Horrible. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's. I swear, I swear, those things are re- responsible for the majority of fetishes in existence. Dolls? No, the ones that pee. Oh, that's just weird. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, just imagine some little boy somewhere, his sister's peeing doll, and then suddenly you have a lifetime of perversion. Oh my. Well, goodbye, family-friendly reading for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I... No, I actively try to destroy it. No, just yes, kidding. You, you do a good job at that, you know. So then the next episode... 19. Is Tuxedo Mask. How exciting. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was... 
Yeah, that was kind of silly. It's like, uh... Just, okay. It's clearly not him. <laughs> I was laughing from that episode. Yeah. For, I don't even know how long. I That whole episode just cracked me up to no end. <laughs> I loved Usagi freaking out over getting a letter from Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> I loved her going to school and everyone else has a letter from Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> and then the teacher's like, girls, stay away. It's a bad thing. And then she's all in her head. How come I didn't get a letter from a tuxedo mask? <laughs> oh, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. <sighs> Naru, oh, I was a little upset with her. Well, like, okay, for one, that... Nephrite, run away. <laughs> He's a creeper. Don't. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but there seems to be this weird thing that this show has with girls falling in love with guys that are clearly... At least a decade older than them. Oh, Nephrite's at least twice her age. Well, keep in mind, he is some kind of evil being from another realm, so he's probably significantly older than her. But I mean, take for example, okay, you've got... You've got Usagi and Mamoru, for example. I don't remember how Wait, old... don't spoil is. their relationship. Well... We don't know if they're dating yet it's or been, not. <laughs> no, well, no, they're obviously not yet, but it's been hinted at that... They that they may have a thing. Or okay, fine. Is in, Ray and Ray and him. Okay. How old's Ray? Fifteen? Fourteen, fifteen. I so, Ray was supposed to be older than that. I don't know. Two. I think and I can't remember. Let me There's one thing about anime. It's mm. not like in the American cartoons when they say, Oh, I'm turning however old and you're like, Okay, now we know how old you were and how old you're going to be. Yeah. It seems like in this show they just you know, Oh, we're in middle school. Well, you you're supposed to figure it out from there. You know, since well, middle school doesn't really necessarily mean. Anything. Yeah, I think I do remember at one point in one of the later series they do specifically say that they are sixteen. Okay. But that's later on. Right now, I think they're younger. Let's see. Uh, Is this the episode where Mamoru finally starts treating Usagi better, or has like had like that thought? Or was that the... No, there's got to be this one. Where he's I believe the, so. Yeah. So yeah. the arcade, and she comes crying. The tuxedo mask. Mm. Didn't send a letter to everyone. And then, see, the what's the guy's name at the arcade? Uh, Motoki. Yeah, Motoki kind of like says, Mamaro, you need to treat Asagi nicer. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, why do I always let her you know, bug me? And I was like, seriously, man. I yeah. Mean, granted, we probably all would be bugged by her uh, yeah. antics, but he didn't have to be so mean to her in front of well, everyone. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, is if you go back to episode one... He flat out insulted her grades, and so you know already well, but she, she started did she off. Slap her test into him or something. Well, like, like she threw, threw it over him. his head, but that was an accident. I mean, come on, you don't have to be a douchebag because of an accident. I mean, sure. Well, she he's should... always the douchebag yeah. because of her accident. Well, it's like you know. I mean, sure, she shouldn't be just littering like that. But at the same time, I mean, if that happened to me, I wouldn't be a. I wouldn't be a jerk about it. I I wouldn't. I would not make fun of someone's hair. Yeah, that but it that's is, weird. That doesn't make any sense. It is really funny that he calls her bunhead. Yeah. I, it does crack me up. Mm. Yeah, although I have that's to say... That's terrible to say that. I do have to say that he's more interesting when he's being a jerk, honestly. Mm. Oh, that's, uh, well, that's debatable. We'll get to it later, but... Well, that is this episode, right? So he, he shows up to, I guess, save her. And basically ends up putting them both in even more peril. Mm. And we finally get her asking him... Why do you come help me? And he says, I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like, I like that. That's interesting. It's like some contrived outside force is, is compelling me to help you. 
Well, maybe he has a Luna cat or a communicator or something. We'll see. No, I was making a joke as to the writer. Oh, well, I'm sure there's a contrived reason. Yes. But. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It actually made me more interested in Tuxedo Mask in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and, that's. And I have we confirmed at this point that Mamoru is Tuxedo Mask or is it still in like, the gray area? No, it's pretty obvious i mean i know it's obvious but have they have they explicitly said it at this i don't point? think so not yet so we're still in the gray area although any adult knows oh, yeah. any fan of the show knows yeah it's yeah it is one of those yeah it is one of those episodes again that works a lot better just because it is the one that um yeah it's the one that will change the formula again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Usagi, it, it, Usagi finally has to mm-hmm. talk to Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. They get into trouble that actually is a little worse than their usual trouble. Although, who really would want to kill people with an elevator that goes up and then comes crashing down? That, yes, that would be. That's pretty stupid. Hilarious. Yeah. Nefret, you fail. Let's see. I'm still trying to figure out how old he is. M- Memoro? Or yeah, Memoro. Memoro. He's in college. So he's at least 18 so I'm gonna say at the he's youngest. 18. 18 sounds decent, I guess. I don't 18 think he and 14? That's, that's weird. Yeah, that, it's weird, but not terrible. I don't well, see... I think it's... I can see a 14-year-old girl being all, I'm in love with this 18-year-old guy because he's so cool. But the 18-year-old guy is like, get away from me, kid. That's... Yeah. Let's see, I'm looking... Of course, that is how he treats her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay, according to the wiki, which I finally found, the Sailor Moon one, he's, um, his age range ranges from 17 to 19. Oh, so he's 17 and she's 14? Okay, that that works. I guess he... That works a lot better for me, and it also makes sense why he's such a jerk to her. Well, yeah. Because 17 is a horrible age. If anyone mm-hmm. out there is 17, it's, my condolences, yeah. <laughs> you'll be older next year. <laughs> yeah, the, it will be better. The funny thing is, the way he's drawn, he's meant to look like an adult still, you know? Well, Usagi looks like an adult, and she's supposed to be 14. Okay. Have you I seen mean, you that to... transformation thing she does? I try to n- ignore it. <laughs> well, not that one. I meant, like, when she's, like... Turn me into whatever, like a, a pretty, An adult. pretty yeah. whatever. She looks exactly the same, except with a new hairdo. Well, yeah. Uh, eh, eh. No, I mean, but I mean, in general, he looks significantly older than her. Not just three years. You know. Oh well. Yeah. Which I think that's kind of the point, just because there's I don't know. It seems like it's more the the whole. I guess in a lot of anime, especially at this time, the whole concept of age difference isn't as big a deal. Whether that's true in actual Japanese society or if that's just an mm. anime thing, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I've known 16-year-olds who have dated 19-year-olds. Well, yeah, but I'm talking but also with larger a... age age gaps, oh. you know, with like people that are like 10, 20 years apart. Yeah. Which, I mean, it does happen. It's not very common, but I'm just kind of thinking it seems to be more common in romantic anime and manga. You know, mm-hmm. that you'll find that, the one, the guy is older, and sometimes, not usually with the main character, but with, like, a side character, the the guy will be significantly older. Right. Like, I know that there's there's one, it's, uh, there's one show that, or at least, well, this one actually didn't get to it in the show, but in the manga, there's a 
background romantic couple which where the guy is like 20 to 30 years older than the girl and the girl's just graduating high school which there you're just like well that's weird it's meant to be it's meant to be seen as a romantic thing but at the same time you're just kind of thinking no 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 yeah that's weird that's weird even if she's legal now you're still technically a pedophile yeah thank you very much yeah but anyway let's move on to number 20 so we get the first beach episode. Yep, you get to see that. the last beach episode. I don't know. Oh, it, you should be so lucky. It, it actually okay. It was like when I got to the beach episode in Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> and I went, "Why would they put a beach episode in the show?" And because then it was it's just, hilarious. <laughs> it was just funny, and this one it was actually funny, and the plot line wasn't half bad. Yeah, Granted, it wasn't my favorite uh, bad guy of the week story. But I did like the, well, and I, I think the dad was annoying, but the mm. little girl being psychic and summoning mm. demons, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. A little creepy. Yeah. The father was super annoying, and then his, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, just just girls, let him die. He's obnoxious. Yeah. But then who's going to take care of the little girl? So I guess yeah. they can live. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it also really fleshed out Amy's character this week, mm. again. Yeah, she, she needs those episodes. She's very sensitive very um caring wanted to take care of that um, little girl that was having a hard time i think it also i don't know why but them all throwing the ball at usagi <laughs> did kind of crack me up i'm like i guess i'm finally starting to get the whole anime like jokes going on you know yeah they they are they can be a little formulaic but they can also be funny well that, that was that was reasonably funny so it wasn't too bad yeah, and I liked the the, the what would I call them the, the servants maybe servants yeah I guess mm. they were all dressed up as monsters <laughs> but they were all terrified <clears throat> that was hilarious to me I was like oh this yeah. this would made a good Halloween episode in the states <laughs> mm. yeah oh, let's like, go to the beach and they're like oh and then Usagi's like freaking out yeah. and then they're all scared too oh and Ray when Ray's <laughs> slapping the paper on everything oh yeah. Oh, I just died laughing. That was just, that cracked me up. So overall, funny episode, not like the best villain of the week, but it was serviceable. Indeed, yeah. As far as, now, here's here's a thought. Out of the two beach episodes that you've seen, Mm -hmm. Sailor Moon and Avatar, which one did you like best? Well, Avatar. Well, yes. But that's good. because I care about those characters a whole lot more mm-hmm. than I do about Usagi. Yeah. And, and so that's what was fun about that one was that it's a beach episode, but it really wasn't the main characters. I mean, the, sure, they were there, but it was the villains. The fact that the villains in Avatar had a beach episode to themselves is pretty hilarious. And where I, that was actually when I started caring about Azula mm. and being like, Oh, honey, you're so messed up. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, I, it was... She does not get help. <laughs> but I think she gets help in between Avatar and Korra. They mm. might, that's my headcanon. Mm. Like, they help her because mm. she needs help. <laughs> <laughs> Just locked away in the loony bin forever Still? and ever and ever. <laughs> Zuko's like old. He's like... Did I ever tell you about the time I locked my sister up? <laughs> She's still there. She tried to kill me. <laughs> she deserves it. It didn't work. <laughs> like in the words in the words of my uncle. She's crazy and she needs to go down. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, although as far as 
Yeah, I don't, now here's what's interesting from those two episodes is that, again, normally you think, oh, hey, it's a beach episode. It's an excuse to see the characters in swimsuits. Did that really come in? Do you feel that that really came into this episode Sailor, in Sailor Moon? No, but you know what I loved? What? In these four episodes, yeah. you twice see Usagi's swimsuit. She still has the moth-eaten swimsuit that she put on the the ribbons <laughs> so that it wouldn't cover the holes. Oh, I was like, they didn't even upgrade the model. So Usagi either is super poor or super lame because she's still taking around. Or her parents and, hate her. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a swimsuit that she added ribbons on because it has moth holes. That, that is, just cracks me up. I, I think I, I think that's not even them keeping not changing the character model. I think that's just them. They're like, no, Isagi, she doesn't get a new one. Isagi does not get a new swimsuit. She has to wear one mm-hmm. that is full of moth holes. It yes. looks so tacky. <laughs> Her swimsuit looks so mm-hmm. tacky and childish. Yeah. It, so that, that's, like that, that kind of, funny. yeah, and that does kind of play into the whole... Because, yeah, I think that's... I guess her swimsuit was the only swimsuit I noticed out of all the swimming shows we've watched. Because <laughs> mm. I couldn't tell you anything about anyone in Free. But I couldn't tell you li- about They t- wear tiny or... little Speedos, so it's... They did not. They were, like, normal. Some of them were Speedos. Well, but yeah. But, yeah. I couldn't tell you what Ray's or Amy's looked like, but Usagi's with the, the bows just... Mm. I don't know. There's something about it that cracked me up. Yeah, that is... Well, it's pink. It's pink, childish, covered yeah. in bows because she had moth holes. Like, yeah. it was memorable. It is, yeah, definitely true. And I think that's what's not, what's nice about it is that a lot of times you hear beach episode and you're just like, oh, oh no. Yeah. But with this one, it keeps in mind that the characters are significantly underage audience and does not oh, sexualize please. them in any way. <laughs> Honestly, it was kind of weird. I swear the av- Avatar was a little more sexualized than this. Well, the, those kids were older. Older by only a couple years. But still, I'm just watching... When I watched that for the first time, I was like, Huh. That what, kid has, that is, Ty Lee has cleavage. Nick, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, it's not Nick. And Ty Lee is a very... Uh, She's one of the characters that... I don't want to that, say open, but open girl. You know, like... You said you don't want to say it, so you said it. Why not? Open's not quite what I mean, but flirty. Yeah, I guess she's more. I mean, flirty. they do. I mean, they do. Adju- they do address that, you know, because character moments. But nonetheless, because it character is moments. Yeah, it is kind of. It is kind of interesting how the Western show from like the mid two thousands takes advantage of the show our characters in sexy swimsuits more than the anime from the nineties. From the early 90s. I guess that doesn't surprise me too much. but Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, we have become more... Desensitized. Oh, desensitized, yet? yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in general, yeah, I did think that this was nice. And especially because, like I've said, just because you've got those certain expectations of what will... What, what a beach episode is. In a beach episode. Well, and yeah. Usagi had those expectations. And then it didn't she, Well, and that's what cracked me up, too. And she's like... Is it Motoki? Is that the guy that works at the arcade? Yeah, Motoki. When she's like, oh, Motoki. Tuxedo mask. And Motoki's, of course, in a swimsuit, and Tuxedo mask is still in the tuxedo. (laughs) Really? Not even Tuxedo mask got to wear a swimsuit to the beach? Nope. And then her expectations are dashed so badly. It was just great. Yeah. So. Well, enjoy. So overall, if honestly, if I was like going to tell someone to watch Sailor Moon, Mm. I'd say start with episode uh, 17. (laughs) Skip the first 16 episodes because mm. at least 17, it was actually, we're, I feel like we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I think Sailor Moon is one of those series where 
honestly, what you need to do is put together a list of episodes for people to watch. They don't have to be in order. Then once they've watched them, I go, okay, then start from the beginning. Because once you know, you, you're going to enjoy it. That was Doctor Who for me. Yeah. And I had to watch season five with Matt mm. Smith first, and then I could go back and start over. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the advantage of formula- of episodic stories, is mm-hmm. that, you know, there's some shows that you just, you have to start from the beginning. Like, for example, One Piece. Sure, you can watch a story in the middle, but you gotta start it from the beginning because mm. the story is ongoing. <laughs> yeah. And so, if nothing else, it introduces the characters. And but I mean, with Sailor Moon, the characters come across well enough in each separate episode that you yeah. don't really need to be in their introductory episode to get to know. Well, them she not. introduces everybody at the beginning, so it'd be fine. Yeah, and not and not only that, but I mean, honestly, when I watched this, when I the show, sometimes when I was younger, I would just catch random episodes and the characters. And, you know, I was just like, okay, I understand what these who these characters are. So, but, yeah, I think that wraps, yeah. yep, that wraps that up. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about these four? Nope. If you're listening, thanks for sticking with us as we continue to watch Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And hopefully- You can watch it on Hulu. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get it on, yeah, on Hulu, and I believe that the, the dub and the full new DVD... Blu-ray, whatever releases will be out coming. We'll keep you up to date. Yeah. So, all right then. Let's. Uh, yeah. Well, we it. will see you next week. Yep. We will. We will indeed see you next episode.